Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the trash music podcast with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And Will, happy birthday to Track by Track. We've been doing this without stopping for a year now. Yeah, and not only one episode a week, sometimes we've put in two a week, there's been various special editions. We're quite proud of ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, and quite right too, actually. Mm. Well done, us. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a cake along at some point. Because th- you, you were getting... No, I thought... No, you were getting the cake. Oh. Well, you've got the fizz, right? No, you said you were going to get the cake and the fizz. Oh. You said you were going to go into the Hummingbird Bakery and get a rainbow cake. Was that after last week's recording? Yes. Because we did three bottles that week, didn't we? So... Oh, yeah. oh, never mind. Anyway, so we are going to be on very comfortable ground this week because we're talking about Pet Shop Boys. Yes. And uh, their 12th studio album, Electric. Oh, I love this album. And then I was just well, looking at the track listing over the last couple of days and listening so many great tracks on here. So many great tracks, and yet not that many tracks. It's a nine-track album, so it is complete all-killer, no-filler. And we've got a couple of pieces of Electric Era further listening. Not to keep that a mystery for the end, but we're going to be sticking well and truly within this era. Uh, it's, been a bit, it's a bit of a tradition for us now. Our first episode was Super. I think we wanted to start off with the Pet Shop Boys. They've got... A long career, going back to 1981. Dan, how old were you in 1981? I was um, minus five. You were negative five. I was plus one in 1981. Um, I think when you talk about quality pop music, spanning many different genres over many different decades, the Pet Shop Boys have done it. I mean, I'm a fan, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I think they've done it brilliantly. Uh, the producers they've worked with over the years, the collaborations, the people they've written for. Um, they've really had their finger in many different um, artists. And that sounds, oh. it sounds a bit... Um, in, in the nicest, most professional way possible. Um, I think we thought really hard about what album we wanted to dive into with the Pet Shop Boys today. And they've just had so many good ones. But I think we wanted to start off with their most recent and album and we may well in future episodes come back to some of their more classic albums i think we um, we should i think we should um but today we're going to go into super from 2016 which was their 13th studio album that may not seem very like very many if we're looking between 1981 and 2016 there's a lot of other stuff in between our 6 month anniversary was yes this is six months, isn't it, since we've been um, working together professionally? Yes, our relationship has blossomed professionally. 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 Yeah, six months of track by track, and I can't even count how many episodes there are out there now. Um, 30... 30... This is episode 32, oh. actually, I think you'll find. Good that one of us is on the ball. Uh, and I, it just felt very right that we always said we wanted to come back and talk about the Pet Shop Boys further... And it felt very appropriate that we did it coming up on our six-month well, anniversary. So it's quite right for the first year anniversary we're going to do Electric, following on from last week's warm-up, yes. talking about Close to Heaven. So um, very exciting. 
Do I need to tell everyone who the Pet Shop Boys are? Can you do it in ten words? Neil Tennant, Chris Lowe, formed 1981. That's one word. Electronic Dance Pop Kings. Yes. 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 Well done. Ten words. Brilliant. What more can we say other than Electric was released in 2013. Twelfth studio album, uh, released on their own record label. Uh, This was... Very well received when it came out. Massively, and probably partly because of the previous album, Elysium, being not fantastically well received for a Pet Shop Boys album. This was the first collaboration they did with Stuart Price on production, someone we have talked about umpteen times. Umpteen times. Again, another reason why this is a great way to come back round for our first birthday. Uh, and as you say, nine track album, nine great tracks and I don't know what else there is to say I think we're going to have plenty to talk about as we go through yeah. each track so should we get stuck in love to yes so side one track one is Axis need a cold shower and a cup of tea after that. I'd like a, a hot shower and a cold cup of tea. <laughs> we were bopping away with that. <clears throat> Absolutely. So Lasers. You needed to take your shirt off, though. I, well, and also I'm livid now that I've ripped the buttons off because... Uh, <laughs> you've, got, a, you've got to walk home. Quite a pricey shirt as well. <laughs> what a booming start to the album. This is Pet Shop Boys and Stuart Price showing you what they can do. Absolutely. And at the same time, I feel like it, 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 it's sort of like there's so, so, so much going on in that song. So many different effects and sounds that it feels like almost um, all of Pet Shop Boys songs together just kind of merged together and then just exploding and distorting. And there's just, I think every time you listen to that song, you can appreciate new parts of it. And, and it is, sorry, they say on it, they chant during some of it, electric energy. That is electric energy. And they wanted this album, uh, this 12th album, to be a dance album. Yes. And obviously there have been different different styles, different approaches to different albums. Uh, but they wanted this to be real focused on dance. And that first track really is. This was actually written um, while they were writing songs for Elysium. Yeah. Which I find interesting because I did read that it was partly due to the feedback from Elysium that they decided you know that said it was maybe that album was a bit too loungy a bit too laid back that they decided okay we are going to come at you with a harder edge dance album um so in my head initially I thought well this was the answer to that but of course they were already working on this at the time also it was only four months between the last Elysium single Memory of the Future and this being released as a single as the beginning of the Electric Era well that's right because they released two albums within the same 12 month period mm. uh, and I was just waxing lyrical last week about the fact that even though we didn't get Pet Shop Boys album this year we got quite a bit of new material mm. this year and then a new album next year they must be absolutely shattered yes bless them uh, but thank you all yeah. the same for it please uh, never stop and we also learned that they're 
they've also scored another show, haven't they? As well as music that we talked about last week, there, there's another show coming up that's scored by the Pet Shop Boys. So yeah, the musical version of My Beautiful Laundrette. They do not stop, and thank God they don't. I wonder. You can only wonder what else they've got up their sleeves. But for this song in particular, I think it's it's a very brave move as well to do what is essentially um, an instrumental track as an album opener. But it's it's perfect. Moving swiftly on, track two now. This is Bolshie. Oh, Bolshie, 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 Bolshie song. I love the beat in that. It's so infectious. I could listen to almost double the length of that yeah. track because it's just. I was. I'm almost annoyed it ends because it just feels like it could keep going. I feel like this electric is Pet Shop Boys' most experimental album to date, and the fact you know the fact that it is only nine songs, but Bolshie and some of the songs coming later are six or seven minutes long. It's just I think it's them playing with sounds. The fact as well that. Um, the lyrics to this aren't, the, you know, there are some of Neil Tennant's iconic, uh, whimsical lyrics in there, but they're quite minimal in comparison to him just chanting "bolshi, bolshi, bolshi, bolshio," and it, but it just fits perfectly with the sound. And if you have a blank page in your track by track book of musical sounds, you could probably put a few in there. There's a lovely sort of clicking uh, timed beat running along, the, running along underneath that track as well. I thought some bells towards the end. Yes. Um, which just just write some bells. Some bells. Just any tubular, Mike Oldfields? No, I was thinking of Rachel Stevens. Some bells always get what they want to want to. What they ring a ring a ding dong. <laughs> Terrible. But also the lyrics that you can hear, you can hear uh, Neil chanting the lyrics. I keep saying chanting, but it does feel quite chanty. Uh, and then they're repeated in a Russian sort of vocoded effect. It just all adds to the the mystery and and, and this whole piece, this work of art that they've created in this album. And they talk about, they wanted this to sound fresh. So they wanted it to be a dance album, but they wanted it to sound really fresh. And I think you're right about the experimental nature. You're also... Or to add on, I don't think any two tracks sound the same. They all fall under this very broad umbrella of dance music. Yeah. But they experiment, they do different sounds. They do a cover, they have a collaboration, uh, they have tracks with no vocal on. It's all different. Yeah. And this album, actually, there's only two, I think, at the minute, two or three maybe, Pet Shop Boys albums that I own on vinyl, but I just had to get this one on vinyl. I had to hear it, and it's sort of... It's best sound. Track three now. We've both been looking forward to this one. Mm. Uh, this is Love is a Bourgeois Construct. Favourite track on the album? 
I thought it would be. And do you know what? I don't think it is mine, but there's this song, this album is so fantastic that even my ninth favorite is an incredible song. It's got all the component parts that make up my favorite uh, of a Pet Shop Boys song. In that, it's got a bonkers title. Yeah. Um, it's lyrically creative. It's got a great beat running through it. It's much longer than a single or radio edit of something. That's six minutes 41, that track as uh, well there. It's grandiose. It's grandi- It's needlessly grandiose. It's um, it's completely unique. Like, you won't hear another song like that. Yeah, there's also a bit of a... There's a campness to this one, I think. Um, well, where would the Pet Shop Boys be without a sprinkling of campness in, oh. in all they do? Who would they be? They'd be Slipknot. <laughs> something similar I'm sure uh, yeah. also reminds me a bit of Your Disco Needs You by Kylie and just in that unapologetic campness I suppose mm. and that's what I love about everything the Pet Shop Boys do they do what they want to do mm. uh, and they're un- unapologetic about it but also they know when something is good Yeah. Uh, and I like to think and I could probably quite confidently think that nothing gets released nothing goes on an album or even a b-side or a remix or a collaboration that they're not a hundred percent happy with yeah and i can only imagine some of the things that maybe have been binned and scrapped that just wasn't quite good enough that we might listen to and think that sounds fine yeah and it must be quite it must be quite easy to do that as a duo as well imagine if there's five people in the band there's you know a lot more like people five to please. five well, there's only three of them now actually <laughs> Um, like Westlife I don't think they do much of the, I don't think they make many of the decisions and there's only four of them yeah um, anyway yeah. back to this fantastic duo this was we saw them at the Op- Royal Opera House uh, a few years ago that was part of the Super Tour but they did play this one and it went down tremendously and I think it's fantastic I think this has become an absolute fan favourite song and the fact that a band can do that so so much further into their career is amazing. So many bands, of course, bring out new albums that are forgotten, ignored by the fans. And I think Pet Shop Boys fans are eager to get their hands on new material and love it like they love this song. This was a single um, and it got to number 105 in the charts. The charts were a difficult Yeah, time. so we don't care about that. It doesn't matter. Um, a, a massive raft of remixes. Um Fans of the podcast will be pleased to hear that Little Boots remix this song. Uh, there's also two B-sides uh, as part of this campaign. Maybe a little bit more about that later. Mm. But it's definitely, I think it's, I'd say it was the poppiest song on the album. But later on, it just gives a few more hints of that kind of effects and sort of electronic distortion. It just kind of gives it a reminder that this is part of the electronic project. Track four. And this is Fluorescent. back into something a little bit more instrumental yes I, I often put this song with uh, in the same sort of category as Bolshe I think it's just 
again unapologetically experimental it's very playful i think they i think i can imagine in the studio they just were playing around with sounds and maybe not even trying to craft the perfect three minute pop song it was just about you know creating a sound for this album i think it's very textured this one as well it is it's it, for me the detail the joys in the detail or the again i can't begin to talk about what things actually are but the layers and the sounds in there i've, it's, got, I've got a new one for the book yes actually. there's a, a warm fuzzy synth sound in there oh lovely mm. and i had a kind of off kilter twang oh, as well a bit too much information there <laughs> But I had a lie down and now I'm feeling better. <laughs> um, there's all, the beat as well feels very almost oversampled. It feels like it's running in reverse or something like that. Again, not the area of expertise. We're just here to talk about how fantastic the Pet Shop Boys are. Yeah, and if you're tuning in and wondering why we're so positive, um, then you probably need to go and listen to a few more episodes to understand kind of where we're coming from. But there are some weeks where we are a little bit more critical. Um, but this isn't one of those weeks. No, and let's just remind ourselves and the listeners, the whole premise of Track by Track came from the Track by Track episodes or uh, versions of albums on Spotify for the Pet Shop Boys uh, albums, and there wasn't one for Super, so we decided we'd make our own. And here we are a year later with about 60 episodes under our belt. And, you know, somehow along the way, it's kind of become become something even bigger. Yes, and if you listen to those early episodes, like the Pet Shop Boys Super episodes, it certainly sounds like we were, uh, we thought we were on Newsnight Review, <laughs> um, reviewing new releases. Sat on a pile of eggshells. <laughs> so, track number five now. We're Inside a Dream. Generally speaking, when someone starts to talk about their dream, it's the most mind-numbingly dreadful thing in the world. But when Neil Tennant starts singing about dreams, it's just amazing. It's even better than when Gabrielle does it. Well, because he sets it to music. Mm. Uh, do you know what I love about that one? It's got the forward thinking, that fresh dance mission they set out on in this album with Stuart Price. But it's one of the few tracks on the album uh, to weave in some real classic Pet Shop Boys uh, motifs into yeah. it. With the, the bell, or I don't know what it is, it's electronic bells or Chimes. chime bars or something, yeah. but it's the ding, 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 ding. It's that juxtaposition. That's some of the A-team theme he's doing there. Um, that uh, I absolutely love the mixture of the two. It's, it's another fantastic song. We haven't had a clangor yet. Uh, I almost feel that when this one starts, it almost sounds like it's the beginning of Pet Shop Boys remixing someone, almost. Uh, or Pet, Pet Shop Boys remixing themselves, which of course they do do as well. And this, again, was part of the Royal Opera House show that we saw. And this, that show wasn't even to promote this album, and this song wasn't a single. So I think it just shows their own appreciation for their work and their more recent work when they're still performing album tracks uh, on later tours. 
they know the they know their audience. They know what are the fan favorites. Yeah. This is another one, although it feels like we've said that for every track on this album. Uh, but I remember when this came on at the Royal Opera House, uh, I turned to you. Like a flower leaning towards the sun. <laughs> and I was very happy. Yes, that smile was uh, quite creepy, actually. <laughs> one to track six now. Uh, this is The Last to Die. We don't measure the blood we've drawn. Bruce Springsteen cover would find its way onto this album. Oh, this podcast series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And I don't think, I, the first time I listened to the album, I don't think I knew it was a Bruce Springsteen uh, cover. L- looking back, you know, it is a very different sort of songwriting style, but it, it fits perfectly onto this album, doesn't it? It's, it, it is good. Uh, I didn't know either at the time mm. until I actually read up. Um, it kind of brings that dance sensibilities of electric to Bruce Springsteen and they meet together. Oh, what a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork. Oh, is that, <clears throat> is that just because it's... I uh, think it's the only chance I'm going to get to do this. So yes. let's do this. Um, oh, yeah, I can't wait to hear you can talk about this. It's, it's the Petro Boys, isn't it? So it's, it's minimal. It's a white background and you've got blue zigzags um, kind of next to each other, you know. It's you could potentially see an E if you looked closely enough at it, but also if you look really closely, your eyes go funny. So don't look at it too much. Like magic map. Magic. But it's a lovely piece of simplistic, minimal design. Yes. Uh, that you would expect from the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, it's all always uh, simplistic, always favouring the minimal. Of course, there was the track minimal on which album was that on? Fundamental. Fundamental. And I do like that song as well. But yeah, this... um... I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Will, I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and say you're not a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. Correct. Um, in fact, the first year I went to Glastonbury, Bruce Springsteen was headlining. Didn't go and see him. But um, It's a bold choice. Of Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, not you at Glastonbury. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> I, meant I meant them covering this song. But they, as ever, they know what they're doing. And, you know, when they've covered um, village people in the past and Elvis... Although I don't think Elvis did always on my mind initially, but they did a great version of it. You know, they're not afraid of doing a cover version, are they? They've um, even covered Madness, Coldplay. Track number seven now. Shouting in the Evening.
the Shanky Weaving there, this kicks off a final wave of tracks that step up towards the end of the album. Yeah, there's there's absolutely, this wasn't petering in the slightest. Peter, our friend Peter Out is not even on, on this planet right now, is he? He's, he's up in space, but um, this is just, I, I'm so my knowledge of actual dance music artists, sort of, certainly contemporary ones, isn't fantastic. But this almost doesn't sound like a Pet Shop Boys song. It sounds like it could be played in a club, maybe in Arcadia at Glastonbury, by a brand new DJ, I think. And if you played it to someone and said, who is this? I think one of the last people they'd say is, it's the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. And even now, it's over six years old. So, you know, it's not a... It's very, it sounds fresh, considering it's six years old. Yeah, absolutely. Just love... Um, it's, it's the most... It's a track with the hardest edge, I think, but it's still very, just an enjoyable piece of music. And I just want to mention as well at this point uh, the performance of this album. So we've already said how well received, how well reviewed it was, but just to be specific, across the board, uh, I mean, The Telegraph gave it 5 out of 5, The Guardian 4 out of 5, same for The Independent, NME gave it 8 out of 10, Q gave it 4 out of 5, no sign of digital spy again this week. Um, Busy week on names. Yes. Uh, and it also got to number three in the UK album chart um, and did very well um, in the States as well. Okay, so track eight now, the penultimate track on the album. This is Thursday. Why not? Will, I actually want to pay you uh, a massive thank you because oh, this you're welcome. What for? <laughs> so years ago, when we first became buddies, pals, we were just listening to some music, and you played me this song. And I remember hearing that Pet Shop Boys had got a new album out, hearing about this song Thursday, with example. And I think there was just a little tiny blip in my Pet Shop Boys appreciation where I thought I'm not. I do this quite often where I think it's not going to be as good as the last stuff and I, I love the previous album, blah, blah, blah. Didn't listen to it for a good while and you played me this song and I absolutely fell in love with it and it's still uh, one of my favourite Pet Shop Boys songs and I think it probably, uh, finding a, a fellow Pet Shop Boys fan helped even appreciate them even more. So, Oh, that's nice. Look oh, where you're, we are wel- today. you're welcome. And Example is joining them there. Um, again, another different direction in this album. A uh, bit of a rap in there. Yes. Um, taking a more uh, urban rap artist uh, and bringing them in to this track. Also, Chris gets something to do on this one as Aww. well. A real treat for him. Uh, saying the days of the week. And it gets him in the right order as well. Which yeah, is well, well done him. Really tried hard. And this song really encapsulates the frustration when you've got guests coming for the weekend and you're trying to pin them down on how long they're planning on staying for. Is that what it's about? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. I love the strings in this song. And when we saw them at Royal Albert Hall, when they did a, uh, orchestral uh, gig, really hoped they were going to do this one, but sadly it wasn't meant to be. Sadly not. And there is a version of this kicking about without example. It's not as good. What? Hmm? I thought you preferred that one. No. Oh. When, when, have I, when have I said that? Just then when we were playing it. 
No, no, no. You misunderstood me. Oh, misheard you. I oh. agreed with you. I had something in my ear. This is the better. This is the better version. Uh, particularly after the rap, when example sings and it just kind of like builds the song back up to the huge, almighty crescendo close. It's, it's, uh, yeah, big, big fan of this song. This was a single as well, uh, and it got to sixty-one on the singles charts. But again, who cares? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, there are a couple of B-sides on here, which I don't think we're going to be talking about today, but they're additional Pet Shop Boys tracks, none the same, nonetheless. It's so still Pet Shop Boys. Worth to listen to as well. Um, but surprise, surprise, another track on this album that we both love. So we're probably going to... It's the last song next. It's the ninth track. We're probably going to hate it then. Uh, track number nine. This is Vocal. Great move there with vocal track nine. Uh, here on Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, uh, we're talking today about Electric <laughs> by the Pet Shop Boys. What do you do at the end of the album? You put one of the best tracks as the last track. Yeah, the absolute perfect Pet Shop Boys banger for this album. Put it on right at the end. It's brilliant. And what a way to end it. And that's how they ended the gig as well, wasn't it? With an absolute... Yes, Banger. Maybe it wasn't that one, but they did. They didn't peter out when no, they performed. I, th- I think it was that one. Mm. It certainly was towards the end, I think. Um, I, seem, I vividly remember seeing a video of David Williams from the same show, who was a, is a huge Pet Shop Boys fan. He did a lot of the track-by-track uh, album run-throughs on Spotify with them. Uh, him and Barbara Windsor dancing to this song. Mm. Uh, we were talking about Close to Heaven last week, and this track has replaced cruelly replaced Positive Role Model as the final song in the musical Close to Heaven. I just want to be clear, that's not doing this song down. Mm. It's more because Positive Role Model is so good. This is a nice way of updating the end of the show, but it's just not right yeah. in that context. I don't think... Have you had some death threats? Is that why you're having to say that? <laughs> just just to be clear. You have to stand in front of Track by Track Towers and do a press conference. I've made a mistake. <laughs> um, I love the line: "Every track has a vocal, and that makes a change." It's all, you know, sort of saying that the dance music with lyrics is better because that's often what we got with Pet Shop Boys, um, but not always. This was also written um, during the Elysium writing sessions. Wow! As well. So clearly, they knew that Elysium was a very, as we said before, a very subdued version of the Pet Shop Boys, and it feels like clearly they were enjoying that project but very much ready to then put a donk on everything there are eight remixes of this track available all all especially dancey if i had to give you one to go away with uh, the jrmx version is very good for running in the gym oh or outside or wherever you like to run (laughs) so that is the end of electric a very concise but very fantastic patch up boys album but it's not the end of the episode, of course. Do you think it's a bit boring when we agree on everything? No, I don't. I, I, it would be if we did it every week. But as we said a few times before, Pet Shop Boys is the artist that, you know, brings us together. Is We've got so many different 
tangents of things that one of us prefers than the other, or more than the other. But Pet Shop Boys, we both just are in agreement that they are icons. It's why we're here a year later. um, Yes. Because of the idea, the shared love of the Pet Shop Boys, uh, and then all the other music that's flowed out over the last year. There's been a lot. Flowed out? Yeah. Disgusting. (laughs) So, further listening today, uh, we are... Uh, we always do the same when we do a Pet Shop Boys album. It's our further listening is uh, in the spirit of the Pet Shop Boys further listening when they release a further listening updated album. So it's something else from the electric era of the Pet Shop Boys. So it could be a remix, could be a B-side, whatever you want. So Will, I'd love to invite you to go first. So I am going to go with, uh, it's a B-side from Love is a Bourgeois Construct uh, and it's called Get It Online. I love the end of that track. Get it online. It sounds like you're uh, put the needle on it. <laughs> Get it online. The Pet Shop Boys love Amazon Prime, so that was their love letter to uh, how easy it is to online shop. An ode to Amazon Prime. Um, I love that. It's slightly more, I guess it's a bit more of a rougher, maybe more craft verky feel Definitely. to a lot of the tracks on the album. So I can see why it wasn't on the album proper and how it was reserved for a B-side, but I still really enjoy it. It's, it just seems so playful and that's what I like about them. That they, I just would love to see them in the studio creating music and just how some of it becomes big, you know, three-minute pop hits, how some of it becomes really experimental like Bolshe or fluorescent or how some of it becomes and and you know it's just a b-side and and when they know it's a b-side as well i just want to be there i want to be that fly on the wall making the tea and just uh yeah seeing how they how they how they do it and how they keep that incredible work ethic up as well Mm. um and not to be disrespectful in any way shape or form but men of a certain age you know they are still incredibly active incredibly up to date with uh, current trends and also still setting them, which is just uh, incredible. Well, they're not that old. They're not crippled with arthritis and can't get out of bed in the morning. No, but I am, so I'm quite livid about that. (laughs) (laughs) Bent double. Well, sometimes. Um, So, Dan, what have you gone for? Neil Turner, 65, by the way. (laughs) I'm sure what moment saying that. No, he's very open about stuff like that. So I'm going to go for a bit of a collaboration with an old friend of the podcast. Uh, This is Love is a Bourgeois Construct. Now, you mentioned before this is your favourite song on the album. This uh, is not one of my favourites, but I, obviously, of course I love it because it's a fantastic album through and through. But I really like this remix. So this is the Little Boots Discotheque Edit.
fun remix. <laughs> it really is. I love how it takes away a lot of the more grandiose, dramatic um, elements of the album version of the song, and it just gives it a real funky bump. Yeah, and it's uh, Little Boots' polish on it, and I think just more broadly than just Little Boots, the one thing I love about the Pet Shop Boys, and I think we've mentioned it before, is whatever year they're in or whatever era they're in, they always have the they always make the right connections to get the right remixes and collaborations involved as well. So back in two thousand thirteen, Little Boots, uh Claptone as well, you know, they were really good people to work with. If I think back into the nineties, you know, we had uh remixes from like the trouser enthusiasts, you know, they were always picking kind of what was hot around the time as well. Any excuse about tra- trouser enthusiasts with you? I love those 10-minute uh, epic uh, dance remixes that they do. Absolutely brilliant. Um, of which they've done many for the Pet Shop Boys. What is icons that they have remixed for themselves so like Madonna the Killers David Bowie um, Blur again so if if it's not them aware of who's good to be remixed by it's them being asked to remix for someone very current as well Richard X has remixed for them as well mm. just to throw another track by track friendly name in there <laughs> friend of the podcast you're listening to track by track <laughs> and we're out of time uh, for this week's episode. So the party is over on our one year anniversary, Will. But the party's never really finished on track by track. Never. Because it never actually started. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a non-starter. Well, happy birthday again. Yeah, and uh, I hope you don't mind me getting you that lovely gift that's left out in the hallway. Quite a large package and I'm sure mine will come at some point. I know Amazon are dreadful, aren't they? I pay for Amazon Prime and you get a sub- substandard delivery. <laughs> unacceptable so thank you for listening to the last 52 weeks of episodes please do continue to let us know your thoughts at move to trash uk hashtag track by track and whether you like it or not we're going to carry on uh into our second year of track by track starting next week yes so next week you have, oh you haven't asked for a hint of a teaser i'm going to give you one anyway <laughs> but it's a, it's a party isn't it um next week we've got an album celebrating its 20th anniversary and it's by a Welsh legend and he's got lots of friends on this album so to say anything more would be to give it away and if you would like to give us the ultimate birthday gift then feel free to um, donate to our PayPal account (laughs) or head on over uh, like uh, uh, subscribe and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts that would make it would make it all worthwhile, wouldn't it? It would be the perfect Christmas. Oh no, so it's birthdays. Birthday, Sorry. yes. Birthday. We don't record that far ahead. No. If only. <laughs> <laughs> Down to the wire. So, until next time, until next year in Track by Track world, I've been Chris Lowe. Uh, and I could only have been David Tennant. Neil Tennant. <laughs> Neil Tennant. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Bunny Dolanich.